my problem was I'm surrounded by winners. So a lot of my boys have exited their businesses. They're killing it. So then that then messes with my head. And I'm like, oh, should I do this? I'm like, fuck. But if I do that, am I less successful? Like, literally, last night, I kid you not, I'm Googling motherfuckers' net worths. And I'm literally trying to Google what people exited for because I'm trying to then compare myself. And on this episode, I'm blessed to be joined by the one and only Jay Richards. Jay is the co-founder of Imagine Insights. He has worked with the likes of Amazon, Google, Unilever, and it's also Forbes 30 Under 30. Jay, thank you so much for coming on the show. My man, I'm so glad to be here. I'm mad excited, bro. You, even talking just beforehand, we were just getting gas. Like, it's it, there's big founder energy yeah, in the room, right? There's big energy in the room right now. <laughs> so I've heard from Kobe, I've heard from the team, that you had a rebellious start in life. I don't know what that means. I want to know. What's the story? I was bad breed, man. I was I was good at bad breed, you know. I was good at being bad at school. Um, so I'm number five out of six kids. Parents are immigrants to the country. Um, my parents did their best they could, but you, you're able to slip through the cracks because there's so many of them, um, so many kids. So for me, when I was at school, I was just misbehaving, just getting in trouble um, outside of school, just... Yeah, I won't go too deep because it's because mm-hmm. you don't want to you don't wanna, you don't want to bait yourself up. But <laughs> there's there was stuff that I did. I was I was good at just getting <clears throat> other kids to do what I needed them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of channeled that when I was thirteen, fourteen. Um, started a few businesses. So started selling t-shirts in school. And okay. I'd get the kids to like they would take a half day on a Friday and they'd go they'd sell t-shirts around London for me and stuff like that. So it was like. In the end, I was able to channel that energy. Um, but then, like, I had a son at 16, so I had to try and figure that out. And then, so obviously, became a dad at, like, 17 years old, wow. 16, 17 years old. So I had to figure that out. And then decided to go to university because that felt like the safest route for, for a parent. Um, but, yeah, so the, the start was the start was turbulent, but it was it's definitely um, made me who I am, which is great. Yeah, of course, of course. And so you had a kid at 16. Mm. And how much was that, like, okay, I can't do the entrepreneurial thing now. I need safety. Did that, that ever come into mind? Yeah, 100%. So I was always starting things even when I was like okay I'm gonna go to university so like I, I managed to um, um buy part of a nightclub when I was at uni managed to uh, set up multiple different businesses with yeah. friends started a nightclub promotion company so even when I was still at university yeah. I was able just to get up to get up to shit which was great and I mm-hmm. loved it um and then for me it was just a safety of going okay I'm getting my degree because yeah. like I said parents are immigrants and that's like number one thing you get a degree, you become doctor, lawyer, teacher, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like you do those things. Um, so I was like, all right, let me get the degree sorted and then I will still set up things on the side. Yeah. And then uh, went into full-time employment straight after that. Wow, okay. It's funny, so many young founders I speak to, everyone was running music nights at uni. Yeah, right? 100%. It's like the go-to thing. It's just easy. Yeah. Most of us talk too much. And normally if you talk too much, you end up in that kind of space. You either end up being an estate agent or a car salesman or you start some kind of nightclub or something. But um, but a lot of the boys I was with, we were all interested in the same thing. So it was good. Okay, nice. I mean, that must have been incredibly fun. Oh, yeah. A nightclub at uni. Imagine, yeah. Imagine at university. Like, oh, do you want to come in? Yeah, darling, you can come in. But you know what I mean? It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Amazing, amazing. Okay, and when you're, when you're looking at the founders at the mm. moment, I see like a lot of people now wanting to become founders and it's a really popular thing to do and it definitely wasn't like that. It didn't feel like that 15 years ago. Mm. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs arrive at it because it's just in their blood. It's just something they've got to do rather than maybe you know working at a consultancy and saying, right, I'm going to find an opportunity. So for you, entrepreneurialism always been in the blood. Yeah, 100%. So my my mum was starting businesses before I was born. Wow. So um, when she first came to the country, she came from Jamaica. Um, she, my nan, but t- t- typical Caribbean thing, you bring the, um, you go to the country, then you bring the child after. So she came when she was a little bit older. So she came at like 16, landed, um, couldn't really land in full-time employment. So started her own thing, yeah. started doing that for a while, then got a degree, got, um, got herself sorted out and then 
once she had a degree, she then also started a new business. So by the time she met my dad, she had two kids from her ex, but she had already, she owned her own home. She had her own business. So she was basically like, I don't need you. Like I want to be with you type thing. So like that's in my DNA. You come to a country, you you build, you just make it happen. So it's definitely, for, for me, through and through is who I am. That's also great relationship advice as well. Oh, 100%. That yeah. is gold. She's like, I don't, I don't need to have you. Especially she's like the ultimate feminist. Like I don't yeah. need to have you actually I'm choosing to be with you which is which is wonderful yeah so it was really easy for you to then see that path see how it works and just have confidence that actually I can back myself as an entrepreneur I can make things happen things will be okay yeah I think that I think the thing that it taught me is that actually regardless of all outside external circumstances you can like you're saying you can bet on yourself but mm -hmm. I think the the common mistake I made um that most entrepreneurs make you think like you have to make this big leap you're like, oh, like I can't have my full-time job. You're like, I need to leap into it. And for a while I started businesses while studying and I started businesses while um, while working full-time. But in hindsight, I should have started Imagine and stayed in my full-time job longer. Oh, really? I didn't actually need to leap as soon as I did. Wow, and okay. I think I think I probably could have stayed for two or three years and built Imagine up further, had a lot more revenue, been a lot more chill, um, and then made the leap and been in a lot more comfortable position. But... You, do, you, you, you take that risk, you do what you need to do and, and, and now we are where we are but in hindsight I definitely would have waited longer and for the next thing I start I would definitely wait a lot longer before I jump into it full time. Super interesting. Why mm. is that? Is it just the case that you actually felt like you didn't need the time investment into the new business or because most people I speak to say the opposite. I yeah, wish they made for the sure. Sooner, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that it's, it's, I think it's a really good question. I'm reading a book at the moment called Originals by I want to say it's Mark Grant. I might just make it his name. Okay. I might make it his name up. But really, really good. Or Adam Grant. I don't know some white guy name. Some, um, Grant, yeah. <laughs> some guy's name. Um, but really, really good book. And um, one of the core themes I've seen in the first five, five or six chapters is he's talking about the idea as entrepreneurs. We're all told that oh, you have to take take the risk and take the take the leap. Quit your full time job, so on and so on. But statistically, it's proven that entrepreneurs that start businesses later actually do better. Yes. And also statistically, it's proven that the people that keep their jobs longer actually statistically end up doing better than the ones that. that take the leap earlier that's just statistics so when i'm looking at it and that's just my experience mm. as well so when i'm looking at it, i'm going i'm not saying don't do that because every situation is different and i think the problem with entrepreneurship is we have like a blanket rule where we're yeah. kind of like everybody should do da, 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 da. and i think personally for me for my position in life where i am mortgage life children da, 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 for me it's the longer i have that job i can then build and you get to that point where you go actually is this a viable idea and I think the problem is sometimes you leap and then you, you launch and then actually it's not a viable idea, but it's too late. So now you've got to try and, and then the stressor of it going from a hobby mm. to a full-time job adds extra intensity. When actually most of us could launch it on the side and we say we don't have time, but you do. There's 20, of course. Like the 24, Beyonce's got 24 hours. So if, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. like we can, we can make it work and it will put strain and that strain is tough, but that strain is nothing compared to the strain of this needs to pay my mortgage this month. Those are two different stresses. And I think that ability to go, actually I can take that risk and it's still a risk because mm -hmm. you are um, taking a massive, massive, massive chance on yourself and on, on, on the business. So it's still a risk, but it's a calculated risk. And at the same time, I've got friends that they invest in the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. They invest in um, a long-term long -term 4% um, savings account, yep. but then they also invest in crypto. They don't put everything in on crypto. They're going, actually, you know what? I'm going to do both of these because these are safer. 
and then I'm gonna go, um, then I'm gonna go in on crypto. And I've got relatives that went all in on crypto and told me I was stupid for doing S and P five hundred, and I haven't heard from them in a while because they're nah. broke. Do you know what I mean? And that's because they sold their phones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Their losses. exactly yeah. Um, super interesting because when I talk to you, it's so clear to me that for for you, it's a mindset thing, right? It's that it's not. I need to quit my job because I don't have the time in the day. It's more, no, I have the time in the day. I can make this work and therefore I can just make my time work for me in that way. So talk to me about mindset. Is that something that you're working on? Is that just something that you're born with? Because from my perspective, constantly trying to improve mind, constantly trying to just make myself feel better, make myself uh, more effective. Is that just you naturally? Yeah. Um. I wouldn't say it's mean. I'd, actually, I don't know. Would I say that? I don't know. But I think... I have a great therapist, which is always good. Mm-hmm. And I always encourage everybody to, to, to yep. do therapy. A lot of my boys have recently started therapy, which is great. I absolutely love because now we're going to have deeper conversations. Yep. Went to Copenhagen the other day and we were speaking for like six solid hours just amazing. about like therapy and like childhood trauma and shit like that, which is amazing. And I absolutely love that. And I think having that has really changed my life. So I started that about four years ago, okay. which is really, really good. And that's made a massive impact. So I have a lot of, I had a lot of trauma from childhood and from early teens that I've been able to just work through and still am working through. But I think that then leads you to then look introspectively mm-hmm. and then you sit there and you go okay cool so i do x but why do i do x and understanding those underlying reasons and i think for me going back to your question it's going okay yes i was born with a with a modicum of actually i want to improve myself and i want to be better but now i actually have the tools to do that because you can have that desire but then it's just caked in like trauma and all these things that are just covering it up but as you get older and you get wiser you're like mm-hmm. okay you get a few gray hairs in your beard and on your head you're like actually okay cool let me just take time to sit down ponder let me read some books that i wouldn't normally read mm-hmm. let me look introspectively let me look at the way i treat people in my world and think actually is, is that is this the kind of person i want to be mm. and actually then that begins begins to change i definitely think as entrepreneurs we're more likely to do it because we're constantly beating ourselves up yes nothing we do is ever good enough you do of it course. and you say, ah, so you're, you're constantly looking introspectively as an entrepreneur but now you get to do it with less trauma mm. and you get to do it with more of a clear mind it's really interesting so i, I started therapy uh two and a half years ago yeah, sick. and it was you know journey of finding the right therapist yeah. i mean you know when you get a bad therapist i remember there was one therapist who was talking to me about like sociopathic tendencies oh, wow. and he was like um, he was trying to tell me a story about him. You know, he's trying to level with me. And he was like, uh, yeah, one time I was at a restaurant and the waitress was, um, you know, she wasn't amazing. So I didn't leave her a tip. And that was a story. And I was like, yeah, okay. If that's how you're trying to relate to me about your like psych- psychopathic tendencies, like you're not the man for me. <laughs> that was the whole story. I was I waiting. Like, sounds like, crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, you need some help. Um, but yeah, started with a new therapist two and a half years ago who's, who's a great guy. But it's been so interesting, that journey for me, because now it's like analyzing everything. Mm. And I think it really does make you think of your, how you are as a leader, as, exactly as you said, mm. how you treat other people. But now it's like, just that new perspective and yeah, sometimes sure. it feels like taking not a step back but you know it's it's a really up and down process yeah, yeah. going through it as you're working through and unlocking more stuff yeah. and how are you managing going on that journey in a personal way and then you know sometimes there's tougher moments within that when you're unlocking new traumas and things you didn't even know are going on and then how do you bring that into to work or make that separation it's, it's tough i'm not gonna lie to you so like um say for example with uh, trauma with my parents mm-hmm. it's like i talk to my mom every week and I have I meet my therapist on a Friday morning, so sometimes I'm like I don't really want to talk to you, like what I, not to my therapist but to my mum. Mm. I'm just like, bruv, I've spoken about some things this week that has brought up some childhood stuff, yeah. and like my parents did they they did they did a good job, but it's I'm number five out of six kids, so it's gonna like there's always gonna be things, there's always gonna be issues there, and I'm like, all of us have some kind of trauma with our parents, no matter how wonderful they were, and I think 
it's hard sometimes to be like, oh, I need to speak to you again. Mm. And sometimes I've just been, been asked my mom, like, hey, I might not call you for a few weeks. Yeah. Just because right now, I feel like you're a bit of a dick. And I'm like, I don't want to call you. And the thing is, it's not anything to do with her because right now we have a good relationship. Mm. But I'm just like, the stuff that happened when I was a kid that I need to work through and talking to you all the time is making me angry. And the other day I was, my um, my friends uh, just had uh, a, a little boy and we went over to visit. And when I got there, they were talking about how their, um, their parents turned up straight away and how they were like, they were around too much. And they were like, mm. just the love was too intense. And I was like, and I just had therapy that morning and I just offloaded on them, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro, you don't even, not in a mean way, but I was like, in like a comical way. I was like, you guys don't understand. Like I would die. All these guys. And they were just like, okay. And then I was like, I'm sorry, I had therapy today. And it was just funny to watch them just react like, yo, is Jay okay? And I was just like, and then as I was leaving, Stephanie was just like, yo, she's like, baby, you just need to chill. I was like, yeah, yeah. sorry, my bad. I was like, but because you've had that, it brings all those feelings to the surface. 100%. And I think managing that with family is interesting, but then also managing it in the workplace, as you said, with my team is sometimes you can see, because co-founder relationships are always interesting. It's a marriage. Yeah, 100%. And like, yeah. it's like, you're looking at that dynamic and you're looking at the dynamic with the team and everybody's looking a lot of the time to me to be like, hey, what are we doing next? Mm. And I'm like, cool. And it's trying to understand that mm -hmm. and try and lead the team without lashing out, trying to lead the team without um, j just being um, being a detriment and actually trying to be an addition to, the, to, addition to what they're doing. But it's interesting just navigating the... Um, just navigating the different personalities in the, in, in, within the team, especially when you're looking going, I've had therapy so I can see why you're acting like this, but I can't tell you that because yeah. I know I'm telling you that. Do you know what I mean? And then it's also just understanding that and just 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 taking the time to go, okay, it's people are all fucked up in our own ways yeah. and, and that's okay. Super interesting. And thank you for sharing that. I really, really appreciate it. Um, it's, yeah, I think when you're going down even that therapy journey, it's like you're now constantly psychoanalyzing everything mm -hmm. at times. Hard to switch that off. And I don't know about you, but like, dating when it's like oh yeah God, this person needs therapy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, the first it. question that every date should be so like tell me what are you learning with your therapist at the moment 100 percent. there should that, it should be a filter on yeah, every day 100 percent. and then oh no no i haven't i haven't had therapy oh cool okay i'm gonna leave now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real. that right it's that and it's so gutting when you meet them and they're like oh yeah i haven't gone through the journey yeah yet. for real and the thing is, is as long as you've started even if it's yeah. one session the idea that you want to get started yeah. is is just that's half the battle well that's it right it's um like uh there's that guy from i think ancient rome umberto yes who, okay uh, yeah, yeah right in his yeah. library he had way too many books he couldn't yes. read any of yeah. them and he was like don't judge a man by the books he's read judge yeah. a ma man by the books he's intending to read yes. it's the same yeah, thing on that sure. journey well, i love that that's such a good quote yeah it's a good one right yeah so i try and pull out one good quote a yeah week for and real just chat that's, shit that's a banger i'm not gonna let Okay, so um, have you always had co-founders or been solo entrepreneur before? So everything was solo, but so I've, I've started 10. Most wow, of them, started mo 10. Most of them crash and burn, bro. When I say yeah. started 10, like, I'm talking like like t-shirt business. I'm talking like they, they, they've crashed and burned, but which is great. I love yeah. that shit. Um, and three, so seven are solo, three are co-founders. Um, yeah. And how do you find the difference? What do you prefer? Good question. So you've got currently yeah, co-founder, yeah, so no, you know, yeah, for, you've the, got a co-founder. The, right? the thing is, is the the co-founder dynamic is interesting, and the, the advice I would give, and the advice I would give to myself, is spend a long time getting to know somebody before you make them your co-founder. Mm. And I didn't listen. To, I've, I've in all three situations is, and it's not that it's a bad situation now. It's just the the everything needs to align. 
And if it doesn't, then it will just it will just resurface elsewhere. Like you yeah. said earlier, it's like a marriage, and it will just resurface else, elsewhere. And I think the the thing that I'm trying to do is understand that my co-founder will have her expectations, mm-hmm. and I will have mine. And then it's what we're much better at now is actually discussing his expectations. So I, you said this to me and this is what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and taking the time to do that. And a lot of time it's hard to do that because you're just, you're in the day-to-day graft of just building mm. the shit. So you haven't got time to have those conversations. But I think the, I mentioned earlier before that we started, I have my forever CTO. So anytime I start something, he's my CTO for it. He's the guy that I bring in to, to, to help build. And for me, he's like the perfect co-founder mm-hmm. because we're very different in the ways we're different. Would you need that? Yeah, we're very similar in the ways we're similar, but we also like to run on our own lanes. Yes. Where we're very much just like, he's, he's like, you do this and I will do this. And I will never question him on the shit that he's doing because I know he's an expert in that space and he will never question me on my shit. And then we just both just run in our lanes. Yeah. And doing that, is 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 gold yeah definitely i think that's amazing advice for any founder listening and you're right when you've got two commercial founders for example that's when you've got to really really be careful that's my last company that's what i had uh but yes getting a tech co-founder if you're commercial that feel that seems to be the best way to do it and something you said which i think is 100 percent right is the alignment Mm. and for me i've always looked at it as alignment of effort and alignment of outcome so it's like yeah. if I'm going to be your co-founder, if I say we're going to be working on yeah. this, you might have a totally different yeah, yeah, idea yeah. of what working is. Yeah. And if it's like okay, we want to make a load of money at the yeah. end, we have a very different idea of what a load of money is as well. Yeah, yeah. I see it fall down there a lot. And that the money thing's interesting because, and one thing my co-founder and I are good at is conversation. So we're just like we'll just talk it out. We weren't so much at the start, and it would just bubble away. But now we're much better at it. And I think we're on the money thing i think it's good because we're aligned yeah so we're kind of and i was speaking to you before about strategic partnerships for the mm-hmm. business like what the next step is for us because i have no idea what that is but i have a feeling like we're, we're coming to we're coming to a time when i want to make that decision i think we need to make that decision as, as, as a team between cat and i and i think the the being aligned on that is great because I've seen it, being aligned on money, sorry, is great because I've seen it fall apart where yes. like what your expectations are and what my expectations are, are different. But I'm actually interested in seeing what it is in like in practice because we've spoken about it. I'm very intrigued to see what it's like when it actually begins to happen and going, okay, but I thought we were going to do this and I thought we were going to do that and then speaking about, okay, so what actually, what does it look like in practice? So yeah. that's going to be interesting. I'll come back to you and tell you. Yeah, 100%. And how much does having a kid, having a mortgage, all that side mm-hmm. of it, how much does that come in when you are thinking about money or are you good at being able to say, well, actually thinking about the business, not thinking about myself? Because it's, I think, something yeah. we all struggle with, yeah, right? Separation sure. between the two. Um, It's hard, bro. Like having a, 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 a home having a mortgage, having a um, child, want to have more children, all that kind of stuff is definitely weighs on your mind because it's every year you're like next year, next year, or next year. Do you know what I mean? Every year it's pushing and pushing and pushing. And like I said, last year we had, to, we had a phenomenal year last year. This year has been quieter and it's looking going, okay, cool. So like, how do you deal with that mentally? Like complete transparency. I started losing my hair. Yeah. Like, I started grinding my teeth. So I went to my dentist and she's like, so my teeth are great. I'm not gonna lie. I get all zeros when they do the, do the dentist call nice. out. Um, 
But she was like, yo, she's like, you've grinded away a whole layer of your teeth. And I was like, what? She goes, between your last scan and this scan, you just grinded away a whole layer of teeth. She's like, you say, stop grinding your teeth. So I've had to now stop putting my tongue to the roof of my mouth. So I stopped grinding my teeth. Like wow. started getting alopecia again. Haven't had that since uni. So it's like these different things where my body is carrying the stress. So I do like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I gym every day. I eat really healthy. So I do all of the things, but my body's still carrying the stress. So I'm looking at it going, okay, cool. So yes, I want to build this, but do I want to die? Do you know what I mean? So the conversation I'm having right now is I'm super passionate. You know who I am. You know I'm going to, in the nicest way, kill the next guy in front of me. I'm a competitor. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build this business, but let's build it in a way that I don't kill myself. And I think the my problem was I'm surrounded by winners. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my boys have exited their businesses. They're killing it. So then that then messes with my head. And I'm like, oh, should I do this? I'm like, fuck. But if I do that, am I less successful? Like, literally, last night, I kid you not, I'm Googling motherfuckers' net worth. <laughs> and I'm literally trying to Google what people exited for because I'm trying to then compare myself. Yeah. So I lay there. I put on a meditation. And I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm not going to think about this because there's no point. Why are you trying to compare yourself to people? Just go to bed. Relax. And this is right now. Someone's going to be like, hey, in the past, yeah, I was yeah. this is some this is happening. This is the feelings I've got right now. So trying to manage that is very interesting because I'm a competitor and I want to win. But I need to understand that there's there's certain types of winning. My mum said this morning when I phoned her, she was like, she's like, you have to remember you've been a success in many ways already. Mm-hmm. So I need to understand, okay, what does success look like to me and be That's comfortable it. with that? That's it, exactly. Yeah. It's all about our own definition of yeah, success. 100%. And this is the thing, is if it's always going to be monetary, there's right. always going to be... Right. Yeah, for sure. It's always going to be Somebody's always going to do more. Somebody's 100%, do more. Yeah. 100%. Um, so really interesting. And I think uh, the more... Now I'm getting to like 31, about to 32 next week. And Happy birthday coming up. Thank you. And I realise it is so much more about having that respect for yourself mm. in a way which maybe you don't when you're first starting mm. those building businesses where it's like, I need to put everything, every yeah. single ounce yeah. of me into this business. But it's really interesting on the stress side. So you're doing meditation, doing jujitsu, which I hear is incredible for stress. Phenomenal, bro. How long it's, have you been doing that? Uh, so no gi, so that's without the uniform, yeah. maybe seven years. Wow. And then with the uniform. Before it got popular. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%, <laughs> bro. I was in there, like, the only thing I've managed to avoid is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the mushroom is. Yeah. Um, then gi, probably three years. Okay. So yeah, it's good, bro. I love, I love, I love competitions. I love getting locked in a cage and having to kill the guy in front of me. Like it's phenomenal. I love this stuff. So with all that, is that the go-to for stress relief? Meditation, BJJ. I mean, what's the gym? Yeah. So I yes, every I, I train every morning. So whether it's the gym or um or or jujitsu, and then I have football on a Saturday. So I like six days a week, I'm doing some kind of exercise in the morning. Um, and I don't drink coffee, so I don't. I only drink water, so I don't drink alcohol, coffee like teas not just because i'm special just because i just don't like do you know what's funny like the minute we started talking i knew you didn't drink mad well it's just energy it's that energy that you give because alcohol is the worst thing yeah, in the world yeah 100 100 thing is it's a poison it's yeah, crazy it's a poison the wildest, the wildest thing is it's actually a poison yeah it's when you when you when you read the books on it it's like it's mad so i've got whoop right? yes yeah i've got and, aura yeah, okay yeah, fine yeah. and when i drink I, yeah, bro. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I died. Basically, yeah, how do you think I'm dead? dead? I died. Yeah, it literally does. Compared to anything else, like you know, I've been I got, went to Ibiza a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> drinking is by far yeah. the worst thing you it's can mad. do to your body. It's mad, and I think the for me, 
because I don't do all those things, the reason why I said tea, coffee, blah, blah, is that's my way to wake up in the morning. Mm. I need the endorphins. Like I wake up first thing and I have to hit the gym hard. Yeah. So I do a hit workout on the on the Peloton and it wakes me up and I'm ready to go. I do jujitsu. I've got some bruises on my face. That wakes me up. Mm. I'm good to go. Once I've done that, I'm, I'm ready to start my day. So I do it first thing, six, seven o'clock in the morning and then I'm ready to go. And that's my that's my energy. That's and have you going. always been militant on that? Yeah. So I'm. I have ADHD. So I. Oh, um, yeah, sick. Love it. Yeah. High five. <laughs> um, and um, I have to have a very structured day because having a structured day enables me then to like go crazy outside of that structure. So people was like, "Oh, but you have too much structure. Isn't that a bad thing?" But actually, having my day perfectly organized by my by my assistant she's a phenomenal human being but having my day perfectly organized for me then when i'm when i've got free time my brain can just wander because it doesn't need to think about anything yeah so then i can sit down and just talk shit and wander and hang out with my friends and be present put my phone in the bin and just chill with them be present with my son be present with my family and i think um to answer your question yes that's how i manage stress exercise um getting outside going for walks, playing football, doing all those kind of things that just just enable me just to just feel present. Yeah. And then, because um, it's hard to not be present when you're getting punched in the face. Yeah. And then- um, That'll bring you right back yeah, into for the room, like, right? I'm, I'm in reality. <laughs> and then, um, and then yeah, sauna and meditation, I'm good to go. Okay, nice, nice. Because that's the thing with ADHD, right? It's a constant um, just measure uh, management of dopamine. Yeah, 100%. Right? 100%. And the, the, the thing is for me, mine's food. Mm. Well, I mine's bro, I love so food, bad. bro. Sugar, bro. Oh, this time God. last year, I was 135 kg. Jesus, bro. I hadn't stepped in a gym for like three years. <laughs> bro, what happened? What did you do? Like, uh, all you lost love. You, bro, I love everything this, bro. that you everything so that much you said. That's great. What are you wearing now? Uh, 94. Yes, bro. Yeah, so love just over energy, 40 bro. kg down. Which That's is great. mad, bro. Yeah. That is a so massive gymming drop. a lot, gymming a lot, eating healthy, doing yes, all that bro, good I love stuff. That for you, man. But it's. It, it was because I didn't understand my ADHD. Of course, yeah, it yeah. was that. It was like oh, smashing the food. Yeah, bro, same. same Ultra same. high process, yeah, all the dopamine. Yeah, bro. I'm just love, dopamine hunter. Bro, People I ask me what my hobby sugar, is. Bro. I'm just dopamine I'm like, hunter. Give me the sugar, bro. Put it intravenously into my veins, yeah, bro. Give it. It's crazy, bro. Literally, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, let me have a biscuit. Ten biscuits in. I'm like, <laughs> no, what happened, Johnny? You know I mean? yeah, so, it. so now because you're so fit and militant on that side, are you then able to indulge the food yes, or still? Yeah. So what I do is I say to myself, okay, I'm not going to say the number of calories because I want to mess with people's minds because I know that's really important but I have a certain number of calories I eat per day and I'm like cool some days I'll do um, fasting so I'll fast the whole mm -hmm. day and have a meal in the evening and then some other times I'll just have three meals a day but I don't go over a certain point of calories and then I give myself a certain number of sugar I can have every day Yeah, because I think I need it every day some people don't. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have an ice cream, I'm going to have a biscuit, I'm going to have something every day just because it gets rid of that need yeah, to have yeah, it. Yeah. And then on the weekend, what I've learned to do, because back in the day, bro, I was smashing like 7,000 calories on a Saturday. It was mad. <laughs> it was like working hard all weekend on a Saturday, smashing it all. But yeah. now on a Saturday, I'm like, okay, let me pull back. Let me still be healthy on the weekend. And then making it more of a lifestyle instead mm. of like peaks and troughs. Yes. Where you're like, I'm going to do great. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And just understanding that all food is good food as long as it's had in moderation. It sounds like you've got that moderation, but really, really yeah, you know, on point. Because yeah, for bro. me, like if I have that sugar, it's like, oh, we're eating today. Oh, bro. You know? Yeah, 100. <laughs> the thing is, with there's times like that. And the thing is, when that happens, I just let myself do it. Yeah. Fine. I'm like, cool. There's no judgment. You yeah. wanted to have a whole pack of biscuits? Have a whole pack of biscuits. Yeah. Like, you're not going to die. Just what you might do. But just have a whole pack of biscuits, enjoy yourself in that moment, and then change it when you need to change it. All right, love that. I've got five questions I ask everyone. Shoot, yeah, okay, and not quick fire anything. No, no, shoot, bro. First question is, what's the single biggest risk you've ever taken, and what was the outcome? Wow, okay. Um, probably starting this, because I'm not a market researcher. I'm not from the space in any way, shape, or form. 
Um, I hadn't started anything of this size before. Um, I'm not a tech founder. So all of those things add up to failure. Um, all those things add up to stupidity. Don't do this, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, but I saw a pain point a client had. They couldn't get, so the, the st- back, quick backstory. I um, started a startup incubator while I was um, at my last firm, um, just investing in kids from East London that they would pitch to me and I'd give them money for their for their pitches. All of them failed, but it was just great just to give my kids to money, money to kids. Um, Facebook had I was doing it, invited me to speak at an event, spoke at this event, spoke about all these kids that I was helping, brought some of them there. The kids were just like locusts eating all the food. It was sick. Um, and then the head of retail from the NFL was there. I was like, yo, I see you've got this network of kids. Could they help us to create a marketing campaign? Took her for dinner, found out that she couldn't get qualitative insight at scale. That was her problem. So I went home that evening, tried to find a company that could solve it, couldn't, so then I built the business. So it's found a problem and then built it. So it wasn't just like, I was like, this is a good idea. It was actually someone had a pain point, built it and then went from there. Um, and then obviously it was the NFL, Gymshark, Apple, so on, so on, like all the ones you've mentioned earlier, which is wonderful. Um, so that was the biggest risk because everybody around me was like, cool, why don't we just, and I did keep my full-time job for a year. But okay. Everybody was like, cool, like why don't, and then I started it and then the pandemic happened and then da, 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 da. Um, but for me personally, that was the biggest risk. And the outcome now is I'm in the better position I've ever been in my entire life, um, both financially and um, just from a just from a, a, a career perspective. Um, and I'm on the precipice of, of having it even better. Um, and I know that's possible. So I've just got to figure out what's next. But yeah, definitely, definitely the biggest. And that's, that's the outcome right now. That's amazing. I think it's such an important story as well for people to hear that it's all about taking those opportunities mm-hmm. as and when they come yeah, up. For sure. It wasn't like you did that four weeks later. That yeah. night you yeah, got on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Went back the next day and I was like, yo, how much would you pay me to do this? She's like, 30 grand. I was like, sick, I quit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I'll do it for a year and then I'll, and then I'll go full time, which is sick. Amazing. Okay, really nice. Uh, second question for you is, what are you proudest of? My family. I have a great family. Like, I have a really, really, like, great relationship um, with my so nucleus family, so partner and, 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 and little one. Um, I think we're all super healthy we know how to talk to each other. We know how to engage each other's emotions and have very open and honest conversations. Um, yeah, that's definitely what I'm most proud of, for sure. Yeah, amazing answer. It's yeah. uh, it's always nice because with these questions, it's, you know, whatever it means to you. Yeah, for sure. Some people go I down the that. business Good route, questions, some people bro. go down the family yeah, route, yeah. but no, it's, it's beautiful to hear. Okay, is there anything you wish you did differently? I think I would... I wish I'd gone slow in hiring people. When bringing people into the business, I should have gone slower. I rushed in certain decisions based upon time constraints, and I shouldn't have done that. And I won't ever do that again. And what was the impact of doing that? Many years of having to like put a plaster on a wound when you know it's a gaping wound and it mm. needs more than a plaster. Um, and yeah, definitely, we definitely won't do that again because you're constantly trying to. It's like you're trying to patch up something that's leaking, but you're not addressing what's actually leaking. You're just trying to patch up. You're just trying to put like plaster on the, on the area. We're not actually trying to go and fix wherever the leak is coming from. Mm. Um, so yeah. And is that like um, from a cultural perspective, like hiring too quickly, you lose the culture, or, or, or how did you see that? Because it's a problem mm. every founder faces. Yes, yeah, for sure. I think cultural perspective, but also over the years probably not less so now but over the years i've brought in b players instead of a players and steve jobs always speaks about having a players 
And I think because of time constraints and money constraints at the time, like I said, we're bootstrapped. We haven't raised um, um, money like that. So you have what you have. Mm. So you hire what you can hire. And in hindsight, that's not a win because then you end up, you hire and then you end up having to do part of the job anyway because you haven't had an A player, you've hired a B player. And it's not their fault. Yeah, They'd be an A player in another company, but I have very high expectations. And because I have high expectations of myself, so it's then it, it can be quite detrimental mm. super interesting one of my investors always said to me um back the a team with the b plan because the plan will change the people mm. won't exactly the bro couldn't couldn't the, you, that's two good quotes today bro you're, you're, <laughs> you're quoted out but that's, that's two and i think it's gold i think it's true and i think it's the i won't ever do that again mm. i will hire the next thing i build i will hire so slowly mm. and i will take my time and they will be absolutely grilled and their probation will be longer and I'll have the opportunity to say, actually, this isn't working out, you're going. And I won't, I'm now a lot less emotional than I was when I first started. Now, like, and in the nicest way, I don't know much about my team's lives outside of work. Cause like, and like my co-founder is really good at that and I absolutely adore her for that cause she's great. It's just not, it's just not me. And I think the, having that separation is great for me. Yeah. Cause when it's time for you to leave, it's time for you to leave. Yeah. We're not a family. And I used to call us a tribe. We're not a tribe. A team, and then a team you can be replaced. I made the exact same mistake. Yeah, Open family moved to team yeah, bro. after I had to get rid of one. Yeah. To be fair, I would fire my family. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would. I'm like you're dead to me. Eject to seat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but I know exactly what you mean. We uh, we took away the whole team to Madrid. Yeah, a um, couple weeks ago. And everyone's together for two whole This guy's days. living lifestyle, you know. Mass <laughs> ever took the whole team to Madrid for weeks. It's mad, you know. I love this. Sorry, carry on, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. It was fun. It was fun. But I just came for the dinner on both nights. Yeah. The rest of the time. Yeah, great. You guys have fun, enjoy yeah, yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Because that's it. Like you've got to your your colleagues aren't your friends if mm. you're a CEO. Mm. Right. It's just the reality. Mm. And pe I think people get themselves in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because the thing is that like, you give so much of yourself to the company that almost you're expecting yes. friendship in return. Yeah, bro. But yeah. it's just like it's not how it is. Yeah, it's not it's not the game. It's not the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My next question for you is what does it take to be successful? Mm. Again, depends on your definition of success. We were talking about this earlier, so it's actually a really good question. I think um, from my perspective, what it takes to be successful is, um, for me, my definition of success is waking up and doing what I want every single day, but not having to worry about the financial constraints. So what it takes to get there initially would be risk. Mm -hmm but then making calculated risk. So calculated risk decisions, if that's the right word, the risk, yeah, calculated risk decisions, but without fear. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if I need to, if my, if my target for me personally is to, for myself and my family, my nucleus family, my close, to be in a position where we can do what we want, without the fear of finance and the fear of, of, of bills, then to get there, I need to take a calculated risk to get there. And then as the journey's going along, you need to be smart about each risk that you take, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think the, there's going to be risks along the journey to get to that position. But I think the everybody will have their own definitions. But for me, that's how I get there. It's just taking those calculated risks. And I'm in a position right now where I need to take another risk but I need to just make sure that I'm that I'm calculating all the odds before I take that risk. And I think 
that's how that's how that's how I become successful mm. by constantly taking very very calculated risks, um, and doing all the maths. And do you think that because um, sometimes I feel like there's a trade off between being able to take the time to think it through mm. and the requirement for speed, mm. right? Especially I think um, uh, with startups where it's maybe ultra competitive, whatever mm. it is. How do you find that balance? And and is it just a gut thing of saying, okay, this is something I can afford to take that time with, or is that just going to be your approach for for all these risks? So, bro, you're good at these questions, man. These are sick, by the way. Um, I'm gonna come on podcast, I'm like, bro, these questions are terrible. But now nah, this is these are great, bro. I love this. Man. Um, okay, so I like to give myself time, like we mentioned earlier with the ADHD. I have a very stringent day to day schedule, and that allows me then to think. Mm-hmm. Um, so with regards to my calculated risks. I will, so say for example, over the summer, it was one of the quietest, quietest summers we've had since I started the business. So I took the opportunity to think. Okay. I had a, a, so, so in in May and June were the busiest months I've ever had. As in like, I was doing like 13 meetings a day. It was like crazy. Like it, was, it, it made no sense. And I was like killing myself. And then that began to creep into, um, in, into the following month. But in June, I came up with the idea for a new technology, a new product that we were going to launch. And because I had, I reduced the number of meetings I was doing because of I started to lose my hair and all this kind of, I, t- I reduced the number of meetings and that gave me the opportunity to sit down and go, okay, what do I, what do I think this business should be and where do we need to go? Um, so because I was able to give myself that time, I reduced the, my, how busy my diary was and I sat there and I just pondered and I just walked and I just did all those things and then the ideas came. And then the one that we've now run with is working we've got clients signing up and so on and so on which is great so i give myself i give myself that time Amazing. so i'm going to go to devon for five days i'm going to give myself that time i'm going to go to this country for five i'm going to give myself that time and giving myself that time is just not going there and be like, all right i'm going to write down things i don't do that i just walk around chat shit meet people tip waiters far too much like i do stuff like that that just brings me joy yes that i'm just like that's nice that's fun i enjoy doing that like going to my boys with copenhagen partying too hard but just enjoying myself mm-hmm. And then when I sit, my brain is free to then think. And I think giving myself that time then leads to the to the smarter decisions, which then is actually actually beneficial um, later on. And I think I've done that. This summer has been amazing for that because um, it's just given me that opportunity to think. And now I'm doing the same again. Okay. Where I'm going, okay, from a strategic perspective, what's next? So I need to give myself the opportunity to think. So my Fridays from the afternoon pretty much onwards i don't really do much and i pretty much finish early on a friday like today i'll finish at like 3 34 and in the evening i'll just like go on a ride on my motorbike and just think amazing and it's just like i'm not expecting myself to come up with a decision or an idea right there and then but i know give myself that and i talk to myself a lot like people must think i'm praying or something when i'm walking in the street sometimes i am but most of the time i'm just talking to myself always that inner dialogue with adhd yeah 100 percent. Right? like constantly talking to myself yeah. so i put my headphones in so people think i'm on the phone but it's like <laughs> Talking, 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 but just running through that, running through the ideas, running through the path. I know we're probably running over time, but um, it's, so I apologize for that. But, no, no, um, but yeah, I think just giving myself that time to think is, is helpful. So I know I need it. So I, I create time to mm. have it. Amazing. Okay. My last one for you is yeah, shoot, bro. 15 year old Jay walks in the room right now. What are you going to tell him? Wear a condom. No. Um, <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> probably the first time you've had that in this podcast. Probably the last time you had that in this podcast. ADHD. Um, all right, cool. What do I tell him? Um, everybody can do that. Invest in Apple. Um, but no, what would I tell him? I would say um, 
take bigger risks. Mm-hmm. Um, be careful who you surround yourself with. Not every, not every, not every friend is a friend. Um, and just enjoy the people around you. Bigger risks. Not every friend is a friend, and enjoy the people around you. That is great advice. Yeah, bro. That's why every 15-year-old should hear that. Yeah, bro. I, I, I need to hear it now. I'm 33. <laughs> Jake, where can people find you? Um, That was sexy, though. That, that, that yeah, was, it was nice. That, right? was, a, that was a raspy, yeah, sexy yeah. voice. We're going to find you. That's all right, fair. Sounds like Bane. Um, JK Richards on all social media. Um, So um, I have a TikTok that's JK Burke. So if you want to follow me and see outfits, you can do that. But no. um, LinkedIn and Twitter. J-A-Y-K for Kilo and then Richards and then the business is Imagine Insights so it's I-M-A-G-E-N and then Insights Jay you're a legend thank you so much for coming on Ray appreciate you brother thank you man thanks for watching the episode and if you haven't subscribed please hit subscribe below so that you can support the podcast and we can keep on bringing you amazing new guests if you want to see the other amazing episodes in this podcast click into our series section As ever, if there are any other guests or topics you want us to explore, just let me know in the comments and we'll do our best to bring someone in.